0: Gents, what's good, people? It's reg it's Stone, and once again, we are offering our uh, light services to the Grammy Committee. Um, as you know, I've got a background in the theater arts, interior design, you know, event planning, none of that whatsoever. <laughs> but I've decided, as once again, you put on a swaggerless award show that you know, you could need help of two seasoned black men who have this thing called tastes.
1: <laughs> oh uh, you know I here's what I want to say we've been doing this for like years now like our Grammy recap like like you know the in, in the recording Academy that still yeah call, <laughs> called us
0: I, I feel a little disappointed <laughs> here I feel that you know because because Lord knows you need it
1: oh man it here's what I want to say though like I somehow went through three and a half hours of show and it and it didn't feel tiring which is surprising Hmm. I I don't know why um you know lord knows like all the artists I really care about already got their awards in the (laughs) pre-show
0: that's my favorite (laughs) all the cool awards are in the (laughs) pre-show yeah so I'm
1: like why why am I watching this (laughs) um I, you know, I, I I don't think we're ever going to have a show that, a Grammy show that's going to be contemporary, cool, hip, and of the moment. I just don't think it's possible. Like, that's so you know, sad, though. And, and the sad thing is, I'm like, well, maybe in like 10 years. But, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this right now, uh, Gen X, you know, once we start be, you know getting into that role, I think we're going to be a little boomerish so yeah, it's,
0: it's okay. we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna dig up rod stewart to kind of come and do the duets
1: <laughs> you know
0: phil collins been, out here best yeah. new artist
1: <laughs> you know like, like like we might have green day like like roll through <laughs> and like yo green day was cool these kids don't know
0: <laughs> <laughs> that place 182 these you are know, modern masters of the guitar it's gonna be
1: like green day wu-tang and the fugees you know, um, it's not. It's going to be the same energy, y'all. Like, like we're Oof. we're not we're not as cool as we think we are, Gen X. <laughs> Oof. Oof. But, uh, but you know, it, it, all right. So I I will say this: it has some winners and losers. Um, I'm happy to like do a light touch of the winners and losers. You know, as we do, got to keep the tradition alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I'll go through the winners list because I I I, I here's what I think. And I'll start this off uh, with the first winner here. Uh, first winner is Jay Z. Because Jay Z is every black person in America. <laughs> <laughs> if, if they just like pulled up with some dude from Englewood and put him on stage, <laughs> he probably would say the same thing as Jay Z said last night.
0: <laughs> I, 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 it's. In, in and it's it's rare to get a Jay Z human moment now that he's you know a billionaire, but I will say like it was one of the few times where I was like he's got a points like yeah. there's, like there's nothing here yeah you know every this this he's 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 you know as, as they say he's spitting, um, I mean at the end of the day it's it's and then like and I what I did like about it was the fact that he kind of brought it historical about how they used to watch the Grammys when it was the first boycott and they were watching it in the hotel room, I mean. I have to agree with you, Stone. I just don't see them kind of getting it. Yeah, I keep on hoping they eventually will, but it feels like every generation they kind of fuck it up. But they don't really put it, put it together. And uh, yeah, I mean, like it is ridiculous when you have Beyonce, who's probably one of the most you know biggest stars up there. You know, obviously for some reason, uh, Miss Swift has kind of taken you know been enamored with, with the current media for you know got a lot of TMZ fodder, the Super Bowl X Y Z, but. Right behind her is Beyonce, and it kind of sucks where she's not really ever seen as being album of the year quality. Yeah, and let's talk. Let's talk that talk. The issue of that is because generally the Grammy says album of the year for something that's relatively in their mind they feel is artistic, and black music can't possibly be artistic. The only time I think. In my mind, where they've kind of almost called the cultural zeitgeist, was when Outcast one, yeah. but then even Outcast one with what was it? Hey, yeah, like, like they it's for all those other albums where Outcast wasn't really nominated, like Aquemini and fucking, you know, Stankonia. It's very interesting when they had arguably the biggest hit in the world, on top of the fact all these years are critical acclaimed. That's when they felt like you know they were kind of forced to kind of do that. It was like a win win almost. know since they were kind of because you could even make the argument like hey yeah, you know if it's almost 60s like like video i won't call it necessarily say it's white music because it's not that was started by black folks but it's definitely interesting you were talking about like the boomers kind of celebrating their youth hey yeah was definitely a throwback to like you know the 60s you know what i'm saying
1: yeah yeah although please actually like listen to the lyrics of that song (laughs) please please (laughs) don't
0: play this at your wedding (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> well, you know what? Listen, lyrics. Rage Against Machine, big conservative bands.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I think you know, and that's the thing. You know, one of the things that, um, you know, when he was kind of joking about like we boycotted, but we watched it on TV. Again, we said this, you know, time after time. You know, a lot of artists look up to the Recording Academy, and you know. Like, you know, and the Recording Academy does a lot of stuff that's outside of the Grammys. Uh, that I think, like, the, the average person doesn't see and, you know, not flex, but I was blessed to, like, participate in some Recording Academy things back in the day. Um, but they do a lot of things for, like, you know, emerging artists and, like, high schoolers. People who want to be songwriters, like, songwriting camps, like, things like that. So I think it's, it's, you know, a lot of people are kind of like, oh, it's Jay-Z dissing the Academy. But it's just like Jay-Z wants the Academy to be better right and like if the academy was better if it was more diverse if it was you know celebrating all aspects of music which includes black music i feel like you know they'll get higher ratings um more popularity um you know uh it, you know it just there's a lot of things that will come out of it but they won't see past their own you know you know uh racism grievances right so I think I that's kind of, like, the, the, the jux of, like, what Jay-Z was trying to say. Um, and obviously, like, you know, like, like Twitter and everybody was kind of like, oh, Jay-Z had a Kanye moment. I don't, It was not a Kanye moment. It was just more of, like, saying, like, hey, like, you know, I am a hip-hop dude. Number one, like, you want hip-hop dudes. Hip-hop people are against the establishment. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so... You you gonna put somebody you know and I think they maybe they're like well no like now he's a billionaire now he's like a, you know no he he's still a hip hop dude at heart Um, you know and and if you put that that voice up there I guess they were expecting people him to be like oh my god I'm so gracious for this award but this is the same dude that was pouring champagne in his Grammy yeah you know like this is the same dude who's doing that like you know you know whatever ten years ago fifteen years ago he's never really respected the institution because the institution never really respected him in his prime. Um, you know, well like, said, well said. Yeah. So like what, you know, so I think they were kind of like, Oh yeah, like let's, let's get Jay Z out here. But you know, I, I just don't think that respect was like, is, is two ways. So that's what you get. So,
0: yeah, no. Like I said, it's 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 it's, it's nowadays it's very rare for JT to make a really good point, and he did. I mean, again, like I, I love the fact he brought it back. This is a critique that's like thirty plus years, where it's an active critique. You know, it's a critique that obviously is definitely focused on women and POCs in the industry. But I've you hear things about anything that's relatively non-mainstream. You know. Blues bands getting nominated, well, I should say more like progressive rock bands getting nominated in, in front of metal bands who had really big records. You know, the fact of Nirvana changed, uh, you know, it missed the grunge era. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It missed yeah. almost the indie rock era with one glaring exception of the um, Arcade Fire, and that was a dub album. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. all these things that they were kind of laid on is the idea of where it ends up being a, a scene that celebrates itself, whereas it's just like, hey... You know I'm forty five and I've been making music for 25 years, you're 45, making music for 25 years. We'll all kind of you know stay gang, gang gang and make sure we you know support our 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 interests as opposed to like again, really supporting new art new acts. again, I guess what I hate about it about the recording academy is like it's a space of where it should definitely be there to celebrate music. So I was I, I was yeah. arguing, but I was online, a lot of kids were on I'm like, well, you know, Taylor sold a lot and blah, blah blah. Here's the thing. That was a not so great Taylor Swift album. Like overall, in discography, there's like three or four other albums people actually prefer and more popular. It's a good album, but it's not a great album. So even in her case, it was a word kind of like, here you go. And that's the odd thing is where ultimately the establishment kind of supports the establishment. And the thing is the Recording Academy isn't supposed to be that. It's supposed to be a place of where, you know, the guy who does the fucking, the album art gets recognized. You know, the engineer gets recognized, you know, Bluegrass Album of the Year gets recognized. And so it's weird where those things get recognized, but off you know not not televised, but you know when it's television time, it's all like these very like boring, bland choices. And like you said before, they wonder why the ratings going down. You know, like yeah. Jay Z did them a favor, honestly. You know, like that's we're talking about that today, as opposed to like you know the gospel choir backing some rando fucking wash rock band.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so let's let's keep it moving with winners. Uh Victoria Monet, winning for Best New Artist, Best R and B, um, and actually Be Lauren Grind. That this is an album that I actually was kind of mad because it didn't make my top ten and I went back to it and I was like, This album is great. Um Yeah, solid. You know, solid album. Um, you know, I actually didn't know that much about her, but she's been in the game now for like 10-15 years. She's written for Ariana Grande, like, a lot of big artists, um, and kind of being in the background, and it's, like, her first time to kind of, uh, come out and shine. And, you know, I think, like, the one thing, again, like, you know, we, we want the Grammys to be better. Right? And, like, she won from the Best New Artist, and, like, she, you know, she she cried, because she's just, like, this is a dream of hers, and a dream for any artist, no matter if you're black, white, like, whatever, um, from all around the world not just in in america to win a grammy um and you know she's just kind of talking about like you know this is kind of like the the one of like the the milestones of her of her music career right so um just big shouts to her really cool album um really kind of glad to see it recognized and I'm actually kind of glad they, you know, because, again, they, they pick and choose what they want to show in the big show. Um, and I'm actually glad they, they kind of, like, uh, you know, gave her some, some, some time to shine, for sure.
0: Yeah, no, with, with her, I've, I've been kind of following her career for a minute where I will not necessarily say, like, it's the first records I run to, but I noticed that, like, let's say that she was getting pressed and I would go check it out, and she's been on her grind for a minute. You know, as usual, the new artist is not necessarily the new artist. It's the new artist. It's the artist that finally was able to kind of break through the mainstream. So, yeah, I mean, I have no notes here. I I think they did it right. I think for the most part, you know, again, using their fucking term of quote-unquote new, like, she's been on her grind. Like, I, 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 it's for all the hits we've taken, like, this is what we want to see more of. You know, I think that somebody crying is no emotion. I think this is where we want to be as opposed to, like, you know, somebody showing up, collecting the award and being like, yeah, mom's coming out in two months, buy it when you have a chance, you know, commercial.
1: Oh, we're going to (laughs) talk about that one. We're going to talk about (laughs) that one. Um, mm. All right, so we, but we're gonna keep it positive, mm. you know. Uh, mm. Tracy Chapman uh, giving her, getting her well-deserved flowers. Um, so who's the guy? Is it Luke Bryan? Who's the guy? Luke Combs. Like, Luke Combs. So yeah, country guy put out like a cover of Fast Car um, that actually went to like number one on the country charts. Um, and the, the, the cool thing about it, though, I have to say, like, you know, he, he's not like one of those people like, oh, man, like, you know, I'm just going to like do this and take it you know to the moon, blah, blah, blah. A lot of times he acknowledges Tracy Chapman and the impact that song had on him, you know, blah, 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 um, which is really actually cool to see. Like there's, there's actually no shade here or anything. It's really cool to see that Tracy Chapman is the, the singular songwriter on that. She gets a check every time his song is played. And he said that, you know, live, blah, blah, blah. Um, the most interesting thing was Tracy Chapman really hasn't been performing since like 2011. Yeah. Like, you know, and everybody's kind of like, is she going to come out? Is she going to come out? And, you know, the CMJ Awards, um, I mean, people, I, I, not flex, but I know some people in the industry, they're, they're trying to push her to like show up, like even, not, not even to play, <laughs> just to be in the audience. <laughs> So they can like cut the camera to her
0: to <laughs> fix the, the, the minority ratio?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you know, they you know how they cut the camera I and mean, be like, you know, like blah blah blah. Like, you know, they, they they didn't even play and she's like, nah, I'm good. And somehow the Grammy, you know, the Grammys get that pull. Um, so it was really cool to see it was like you know, they had this whole thing now that the they do this intro about like the artist talking about the song, and I turned to my wife, and I'm like, are they gonna do it? Like are they gonna bring Tracy Chapman out? And like you look and like the guitar playing in the hand are black. I was like, oh shit, they did it. <laughs> so, awesome. Uh, it was a really cool. I would say it's just, it just like a really cool moment. Um, you know, again, we we rag on Grammy moments, you know, all the time because they're they're really illogical. <laughs> you know, Kenny G
0: featuring Travis Scott. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like but like they actually got it right in this moment and i thought it was really cool so you know shout out to tracy chapman end up getting like the number or like the original getting the number one song on itunes too. get your bag get your flowers
0: yeah, no, it's, I can't be, this is a success, a success story. You know, I think about Kate Bush and that blow up she had when a blow up, like a negative, but when Stranger Things kind of gave her that push where running up the hill kind of went back again. Like it's just a, it's a great classic song. He did the justice, he did the cover justice. She gets to go out there to the Grammys, which I remember I, I, I vaguely remember as a little kid of watching her get the Grammys back in the days. Honestly, I have that weird memory of her being on stage so it was just like, you know, it's like full circle. And I think it's kind of cool. She shows up there and in general, like you said, it's this is what the Grammy moments are supposed to be. Yeah. And, you know, as we rag on them continuously, it's great that they got it right. And then, like, I'm happy they got it right for this moment. It's, it's it's really special.
1: Yeah, definitely. You want to
0: take this one? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, my, 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 so, uh, so while the talk was about Taylor and Scissor... You know, I just want to kind of shout out, you know, for Phoebe Bridgers, you know, generally basically, she was the big winner of the night, which nobody knew for the most part. You know, again, no real hate. I think, you know what it is too, going back to Boy Genius and her career, is the fact of, again, similar to Taylor, I won't say it's necessarily my back. You know, I don't necessarily understand all of it, but I respect it. And you got to figure that with Boy Genius, you have three women playing guitars, kind of doing a, almost playing arenas, you know, off a second record. Like yeah. these aren't the Stones, they aren't Foo Fighters. They don't have, like, a top 10 hit per se, but they were able to kind of bring back, and that's, that's the irony of it. They were able to kind of bring back the kind of music the Grammys generally kind of, like, applaud. And, you know, obviously, they you know, they lost, they lost in the big album of the year also, but it was kind of new to kind of see her kind of clean up and kind of, I guess, recognize, like, women winning. I also, double shots to them, because apparently Boy Genius were asked about women in rock, and they basically threw some darts at the dude who was running fucking, uh, was it Neil, the, the old uh, head of the... Recording studio, Recording Academy. Oh yeah, Neil Portnow. Yeah, Neil Portnow. They basically told him to to rotten piss. So literally, I think that's a quote. So, shouts Shots to the shouts to Gang Gang for keeping it real. You know,
1: I look, I I'm actually you know, I'm not a fan of their music, more or less. But you know, I can't be mad. And yeah, no, it's kind of crazy too, just because. If, you're, if you follow music, I guess it's not surprising. Like, Philippe Phoebe Bridgers, Boy Genius has been popping off, but I, I it's really interesting that, like, that's not the headline, right? Because I think everybody's kind of like, is Taylor going to be, you know, take home the most Grammys? Is Cesar going to take home the most Grammys? Like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, you know, it's, it's actually, like, Boy Genius. So, I, I and Phoebe, Phoebe Bridgers. So, in that respect, I think it's really cool, right? I, I think there's there's something good to say where it's just like, you can't, you don't have to have all a, a, a pop star, you know, pop meaning like a, t- a Taylor level star dominate everything. Right. So, yep. um, yeah, no, spread the
0: wealth for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll do this cause I it. And speaking of Taylor, we're going to go into the losers category. And you know, as, as the saying s- says, you know, we won, but at what costs. So, uh, you know, again, it was kind of foretold. You know, it's it's kind of to the point of where, you know, the Super Bowl's coming up. They did a big TMZ couple. You've got the Embassy of Japan saying Taylor Swift will, will be able to make the Super Bowl, all this stuff. You know, it's it's a it's, it's cultural as I guess we haven't seen it for a minute. And, you know, and again, going back to what we've discussed it with movie, we will not respect the hustle as black men stuck in America and we're seeing how America is. You know, even though you could be already making rich, we understand trying to get that back. And, you know, this year was definitely a year for Taylor to get the bag. She had a hit movie, just based off the her concert sales, XYZ, big album. Um, I, that said, you know, Jay-Z spoke out of turn in the critique to the Grammys to kind of have them do better. And Taylor spoke out of turn just to plug her new album. <laughs> Which, I mean, again, I get it. I am not mad at it. You know, the same way they're praising a Taylor Swift, it could easily be an alternative timeline where they're, tearing her down at the same time it's just like this is what you guys wanted kind of you know what i'm saying this is this is this is if we're gonna go for the whole pop representation go out there plug the album plug you know Taylor with socks plug the Taylor Swift songbook book book you know and i and i think it was kind of interesting where you know in a time of where we're kind of going at the grammys for not really putting our art, artistry and pushing the paradigm forward the artists are kind of praising basically use it as a commercial plug
1: yeah, so there's there, there a few things with it. And, and the and the funny thing is like, you know, all the MAGA people who hate Taylor are like jumping on this. You know, that and, like, also, too, I guess, like, you know, when Celine Dion was presenting her the award, she know, Celine Dion and all the MAGA people are like, oh, like, fuck Taylor. But also, too, like,
0: <laughs> you don't like Celine, Celine Dion dude. anyway. So. Yeah, she's <laughs> a little look, man. <laughs> Celine you come know. out here with the Canadian French Black Lives Matter t-shirt, <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> so, like, I, uh, you know, I don't want to jump on Taylor too much, actually, which is funny. But I, I I do have to say it it's it's a very weird thing and my 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 hope is that um you know because like a lot of times where where you have like this lightning in a bottle like you you know like you create like the you know like the the, the Marvel movie and it's like oh shit we need the sequel right because we like, like capitalize on the you know like you know whatever like you and you kind of see like people get too greedy and you see people kind of, you know, green, like the sequel and like more merchandising and more tours and blah, blah. blah. And then like the sequels of the, a dud, you know, people are kind of um, like exhausted with the whole thing. They can't spend money to come out again. Like they did before, you know, cause people are flying all over the world to see Taylor. Um, so my only like the the two gripes are obviously it just kind of felt weird to do that like in an accepted speech it felt very like like i don't know like corporate ad <laughs> yeah. you know and i feel like black you know like hip-hop dudes do this all the time and they're accepted speech but we also like <laughs> are not Taylor Swift wait, wait
0: we 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 need them views we, yeah. we need that you know Taylor taylor's gonna drop her album yeah she, she could self-drop it right now it be huge bro like you
1: just like talking to a random like rapper on the street they're like my album drops
0: <laughs> april
1: 21st you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they got a promo you know what i'm saying you that's know, what sucks yeah, yeah. but like, like
1: i think with taylor it's like like you didn't you have to do this like you you could have did this like you could have ran out like, you could just posted like a, you know, a random like snippet on Instagram and you still would have got the same views. It just kind of felt like a little off putting. Um, and yeah, you know, it's just kind of like also too, like I, I, I do wonder if she's just trying to capitalize on this momentum and she overdoes it. Right. Like she, you know, like I, 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 I don't know. Midnight's was a great album people kind of say like, yeah, it's, you know, not her best, but like, you know, we, we support her as like a person, an icon. And like, you know, we want to give her money cause she got screwed over in that deal. But I, I do wonder if it's like, if we have another year of Taylor, right. Are people just going to get fatigued, you know? And oh, I, yeah, I, I think well. like that's, that's the one thing to kind of be careful about if I was in Taylor's camp.
0: Oh, well, you know, I, 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 yeah, I, I definitely. I'm, mean, I, I'm sick of Taylor Swift, and I don't listen to Taylor Swift. It's just, biosemiosis and being like, you know, every, you know, all everybody kind of. And I guess that I can't even really blame her to a certain extent because if you think about it, look who's capitalizing on it. You know, look at the NFL, what they're always pointing yeah. towards her. Look at, you know, the Japanese embassy cracking a joke about how she'll be able to make the Super Bowl, all these other things. And I, and again, I'm, I'm not mad at the cultural zeitgeist, but you know, it's a toughie, right? Because at the end of the day, it's just like you know, we started this podcast because we love music and this has very little to do with music, if, if any whatsoever. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's what kind of sucks where we're kind of having a conversation about, you know, a pop icon where, you know, even by her fan standards, the album is just pretty good. And, you know, having this kind of weird fucking TMZ hyper-focus on her. And then again, like I said, on the flip side, I'm just like, yo, if, if, if you're going to be on, if you're going to be tabloid fodder, might as well get some checks out of it. I'm not mad, even though she has enough checks. On the flip side, again, going back to the idea of what the Grammy should represent, it kind of shows you where it's kind of lost its way if it makes any difference. And like I said, I, I can't even really blame her because she's probably on some, like, you guys invited me out here to do XYZ and begged me, so fuck it. I'll use it for a commercial opportunity. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so uh, let's keep it moving. Um, the the LAPD uh, it's, a, it's a loser, as always. But uh, I I, I want to say LAPD is a loser and not Killer Mike's a loser. Because we still don't know what Killer Mike has been charged with. Yes. And he was let out in handcuffs. Um, you know, they say it was an altercation. But, you know, he won three Grammys. He, he swept the rap cat categories for an album I actually didn't know existed. <laughs> 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 you know, but props to him. Like, he had, like, you know, his photo shoots and stuff, and then he was let out in handcuffs. And, you know, as of this taping, we still have no idea, like, what, what actually happened. Um, he was charged with something, but they haven't shared out anything. And I think it's just, like, a bad look, right? Like, if it feels a misdemeanor, if it was just like he was released after um, after the show, then, you know, I don't know. Just It, it feels like it's something that, my hunch is that it feels like something is no big deal that became like a big deal and you have to like parade him around the handcuffs. Right. And I think like that, that's, that's a fail. That, that is definitely a fail. Um, and you know, like I, I, I wonder what's going on and I, I have a feeling by the time this episode comes out, uh, we might know a little bit more, but it just kind of feels like, um, if it's something mundane, If it's something where like, you know, like the champagne was, was flat. (laughs) And Killer Mike is like, F you champagne guy, you know, and he gets arrested. Like, I I feel like I'll, I'll, I'll feel some type of way about that. But I don't know. It's just kind of like a little bit of a fail in my opinion.
0: Oh yeah. No, no, no. You know, they have the ancient proverb, you know, fuck 12, you know. And I think the issue here is the fact of where, you know, it's definitely an overstep. You know, when you see these things, I doubt, seriously, Killer Mike was a... Again, we don't know what happened, but I'm going to throw out there, I sincerely doubt he was a flight risk. I sincerely doubt they had to do it there. I just feel like, you know, to a certain extent, the issue with a lot of cops, the way they kind of run their kind of... uh, Organization is very mafia style, very, you know, you have to come through me. I think about the hip-hop police. I think about Rolling Loud whenever it comes to New York. The NYPD gives them a list of artists who have no criminal charges, you know, but they're on some, like, these motherfuckers can't play because fuck their fucking livelihoods. Um, I will use this opportunity to kind of, you know, give a slight kind of pushback only because, you know, for a member of Run the Jewels, for somebody who kind of speaks some revolutionary talk, Mike has definitely been disappointing these last couple of years. This is somebody when BLM was happening, was kind of like trying to play both sides on some, like we need to protest, right? Whoopity whoop, whoop, whoop. This is somebody who kind of claims to say, Hey, my father was a cop, but kind of use it to kind of both side, a lot of police incidents. Um, this is a person where I don't know if anybody knows in Atlanta, there's this whole big, um, issue of cop city where they basically want to have this, you know, I think it's like a hundred billion dollar facility for police outside of the city. And it's like, like public land and people are like, Hey, this is what we're going to use the money for. And while he didn't necessarily say he's for it, he kind of came off a very milk toast response, particularly somebody who's got some political clout in Atlanta. Um, so yeah. So I think this was a slight reality check, and I'm hoping to hear what happens. You know, if if it was justified or not justified, Mike is I think somebody where that's I guess like I said for somebody who came out of the gate for I'm called Reagan, who's definitely been closing up to the the power establishment. So I'm hoping this is kind of a course correction. Yeah, that's all I'll say on that. Yeah, yeah.
1: no, definitely, definitely. definitely. Uh, and, take uh I'll line. take this
0: one. I'll take it because you know, Travis Scott, huge fan, huge fan. Um. I actually have to ask you, Stone. So, when did hip hop acts get really terrible live and do it by covering up with a lot of effects and stupid stage (laughs) shit? When did we lose our way? Because I want to say maybe is when Kanye was on that wave, but it was doing it correctly. I don't. What what happened?
1: I I would say Kanye is the inspiration, definitely, for
0: whatever Travis Scott was trying to do last night. (laughs) It's 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 terrible. It's killing me, and this is not even the first time. This is not even the first transgression because I remember he had a BT like like post uh Utopia. I mean post um controversy with Ash the World, where I swear to God it was just him and like dressed like an Eskimo and Eskimo girls on stage, yeah. Like and he's just rapping. Like it's just I don't know. It's it's I think it's a uh, I think it's low hip hop self esteem. Honestly, I think for some reason, it's it's like they aren't confident in their skills. Maybe they, they have the auto tune going. Maybe it's like, and they think that standing on stage dressed all black with flames going on behind them is a performance. And that's like literally like, like every mid-tier fucking metal band does that. Like every mid, every mid, second you show up, you got a little bit of a budget is it's just like we're dressed all black and flames in the background. slayer has been doing that for like fucking 50 years now. And to a certain extent, it's just like, if you're doing this verbal art, if you're doing these things, like jazz it up. Like, like, you had, Kendrick Lamar was tap dancing on top of a police car. You know what I'm saying? Like, even within this genre, there's been people who've done it better. So it's just like, yeah. how lazy could you be? And you're somebody where your big selling point is aesthetic. Like, oh, he knows how to dress. He knows X, Y, Z, you know, he's a good curator of sounds. And it's just like, that was, it was just fucking sad, honestly. I can't even, like, I'd rather have it been bad. Like, where, where, where is the Dixie Chicks to give him the background singer in the Grammy (laughs)
1: tradition? Yeah, yeah, man. So, like, it's funny too, because, like, you know, like, like, I I can say, I I can say, like, Tyler's uh, Grammy performance, I think, like, two years ago, three years ago, um, like, post Igor that was like a lot of people hated that performance because it was kind of like Tyler screaming and like there's a lot of fire and a lot of theatrics and people didn't get it but I, I feel like you felt the energy and authenticity in that performance even if it was like off-putting um to a lot of people um and you know this black guy in a wig and he's just like you know dancing in a pink suit and people are just kind of like what is this <laughs> um, <laughs> But I, I think, like, you know, all, like, the old, like, boomer guys are like, oh, this is kind of like punk rock, you know? And, like, all, you know, it's like, like, they can, you know, there's an energy there, there's the authenticity there that you can kind of connect it uh, to something, even if you didn't really like it. Um, with this performance, I had no idea what's going on. Um, <laughs> and and also, like, Tyler just hates folding chairs. <laughs> And, and maybe it was just kind of like, it was like a wrestling aesthetic, you know, because like that's what they used to do in the, like WWE, like they like to hit you on the, on the side of a folding chair, but like he's not hitting anybody, he's just like, it's a bunch of folding chairs <laughs> that some intern had to get from Staples or something, <laughs> Office Depot, <laughs> <laughs> and Tyler was just like sitting there it's like like banging these folding chairs, and I, like, I, I just did not get it and i don't know like the sad thing is it's just like this was the only quote-unquote hip-hop performance of the night you know and you know this is a year after the hip-hop 50 performance i was like you know crazy uh with all those artists and you kind of have tyler like i'm not tyler but you travis scott just kind of like sitting there doing something i just i just couldn't understand (laughs) it you know (laughs) And I f- I feel like a boomer. You know, I I feel like you know, my dad would probably probably say the same thing. It's just like,
0: what is this? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. I think you covered it where it's like, if it was like punk rock shit, I get it. Yeah. But like, he's had the chair thing before. Like, it's literally nothing that was new. I've seen him wear that weird body armor before also. Like, aesthetically, these are things I've all seen from him also. So it's not like he was on some like, I don't know if it was, let's say, fucking Lil Wayne coming out doing some shit. It's like, this is part of his aesthetic, it's part of his brand, but it's the most generic way to put it out there. And I don't really, you know, the, the DJ's all the way in the fucking mega corner. Like, it's just like, there was nothing here new. And to the point of where I'll say, like, for World, he had a fucking rolling coaster flying around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. So it's yeah. like, how, how are you doing this performance? To a certain extent, something in you knows that there's better out there. Maybe at least somebody on your team knows. So But, what, but nobody's why? gonna tell
1: him no, though. Uh, so, you know, like Travis had a vision, and nobody's uh, gonna tell him no. You know. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah. It's just like to, to me, the sad part about it is like it's it's kind of like the the, the only hip hop performance of the night. So that's that's all that's all we get for hip hop is, is Travis uh, Scott this year. here, uh, and, and, and folding chairs. Poor folding chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Poor folding
0: chairs. That intern lost that receipt, can't get it back. <laughs> he can't expense it. He's like, God damn it, it's $400 for folding chairs Yo, and a delivery I, fee. <laughs> I,
1: I I actually want to track down that intern because I'm like, what is the story? <laughs> <laughs> there has to be a story behind that. Yeah, I'm sure they're like, oh yeah, like you yeah, you can't expense this. <laughs> oh, man. Uh I, uh, so we have some other news. I like. I, I feel like we should touch on it briefly. Um, other non Grammy news: uh, Meg, Megan Thee Stallion and, and Nicki Minaj are beefing.
0: So, you mean Nicki Minaj? Nick, is Nicki Minaj beefing <laughs> with another female rapper. Holy fuck! I, uh, yeah, this was you know.
1: It, I, I will say this. We don't have to rehash the whole thing. Cause I feel like by, by this time, everybody kind of knows kind of the backstory. Uh, but yeah, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. Like I, 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 I Nicki Minaj is beefing with another female rapper and yeah. Yeah. I, I,
0: <laughs> all right. So here's the thing, right? I, I think that what's embarrassing, forgetting about, we're not, again, we're not going to rehash the thing. I will say this much. I will say at a certain point, if you're a big pop star, if you've got like a discography, if you've got proven hits, which she's still doing hits, if you've hit a certain stage, you know, in your career, not even your age, but let's say if, I'll even I'll pretend like she's like twenty and shit, in your career, there's a certain level of where antics just look stupid and kind of lazy. Yeah. And and that's about it. Like you know, I, I will say that obviously it was a Megan song that started this, but. Again, Nikki has had a long career of doing these this last couple of years. I can't say long career, but definitely the last like let's say four or five yeah. years or so. Yeah. Where this has been her bread and butter. Um, I will say that Megan saying what she said was kind of needed, even though it's a one-liner. That's that's within the hip hop tradition. Like yeah. I'm not gonna but in general, it's very weird to see like like Nicki Minaj do what she does. I remember years ago, fifty cent was kind of bringing up where, you know, they were like accusing him of beef and everything else. And then basically, so somebody said, but you know, he's and he kind of goes on a riff on Jay-Z. And he's like, well, because Jay-Z's not like going after these cats, you know, yada, yada, yada. I feel like I kind of have to. And they shot thrown shots at Jay-Z, but he kind of made it seem like, hey, you know, I'm the big rap dog here. So I feel like I have to kind of put people in their place. And I remember somebody kind of like countered him. He's like, no, but Jay-Z's the big rap dog. He doesn't have to like yeah. play these games. And then that's the thing here also where, you know, it kind of sucks to have Nicki Minaj do it because, you know, at a certain, going back to the idea of Grammy, like she's somebody who should be showing up to these things every year, you know, even on some like, this is the big rap queen, this is the big rap artist, you know? And I think the saddest thing is that, not even forgetting about her career, you know, being a female MC is extremely tough, it's extremely rough. You know we could give a lot of horror stories, you know, a lot of like issues, a lot of things that's happened where you know it almost feels like the way hip hop is run, which again, no different in America, inherently misogynistic, inher- inherently capitalistic, fucks with people's brains. And the thing is, for somebody who's kind of gone through it, you figure that Nicki Minaj, like, like again, my favorite was Lotto, and again, not a huge Lotto fan, but I remember distinctly she was like, Yo, I'm a fucking fan, like, please. Yeah. Yeah. let's stop beefing please let's stop beefing and that's the thing is the idea of where it's sad to see somebody where you know they say don't oh, never meet your idols and i think Nicki minaj is kind of like proving that truth because all these rap girls like she said the lane and for some reason it's almost like the the scarcity aspect it's almost like i guess maybe the capitalistic aspect of where they could only be once up have to kill everybody off and again hip-hop was built on competition but it's friendly competition yeah we, You know, like I think it was Tyler, the creator, was going back to the BT Awards. He was on stage and he was like, look, you know, I want to thank hip-hop and we should all thank hip-hop because through this art is how we were able to feed our families, get out of the hood. He gave a whole awesome speech. The motherfuckers stood up. The whole the whole scene stood up. In my TV, I felt the energy. And that's the idea of where, damn, it's like... You know by you doing this you're not really pushing the art forward it sounds stupid by you doing collabs with takashi Six you're not pushing the art forward you know it's just the idea of where at the end of the day you want to kind of give back and you know it's this beneath you man you should be doing songs of taylor swift at this level and i don't know why you're doing this shit.
1: yeah it's it, it, it's really sad and you know you're right it, it's beneath Nicki minaj but it's not surprising um, you know, that that has got to this point. I, I think a lot of people were, you know, she went on this like crazy three hour IG live, and a lot of people are just concerned about her. like not even like the beef, it's just a concern about her. like why is this, you know, um, <laughs> affecting you so much and like concerned about, you know, her you know mental health and stuff. So I yeah, it, it's just like super crazy. It's super sad. um I, I I think there's a lot of you know structural things, obviously. Um, a lot of female rappers just don't have the time and space, um, to exist as themselves. They have to be existing. Agreed. Compared well said, you know, well other sad. female rappers. And it sucks. Like, you know, I feel like I'm guilty of it. You know, a lot of people are same. It's, yeah. You know, like even, if, you know, people were trying to be conscious about it. It's just like some, a, a trap that we fall into. Um, and you know, Nicki Minaj is, is always kind of felt like she, she never got her flowers and she, you know, like had to do like starships to like pay the bills. And she got ragged on that, like things like that. So, um, and, you know, and the sad thing is like her saving grace would have been the diss track, right? Like, you know, Megan had her track and, you know, like, like his is like the number one song in the country now. And like Nikki could have put together a coherent diss track and like, you know, I think that, you know, it could have been playful, it could be like this, it could have been it could have been that, you know, and it could have, we still would have been talking about the track and like the music. But I think even that was just coming off of like the IG rant and just like the diss track was like weird. It's like this weird like ASMR <laughs> like, <laughs> like thing at the at the <laughs> end. And, you know, she was talking about oh, I'm also gonna be a part two and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like I think there's was a line, like, you know, because Megan's line was, like, about, like, Megan's law and, like, the child abuse and, like, like, Nicki Minaj was, like, making fun of that in, like, a weird way, so you know, like, she even had a chance to redeem herself via the music and and, and that just wasn't possible, so uh, it's just, like I said, it's, it's sad to see, like, I feel like this is, like, the third or fourth time we talk about Nikki on this podcast doing the same shit, you know, so... Yeah, I, I I really just hope that she, she 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 you know is able to redeem herself at some point.
0: Yeah, and then speaking back off your, your comment, this is the idea of where you know, again, we could debate about Jay Z versus Nas, but I, what I will not debate is the fact of where you know definitely at that time Jay Z had blueprint big album, Nas was somebody seen as who was you know where you sitting on it either doing okay or kind of like in a in a career crisis. And that ether brought him back to life and we got stillmatic. It's like it, it brought energy back. Yep. Like, you know, good beef is just like, <coughs> oh shit, things are happening. You know, you look at fucking like Pusha T versus Drake, it's like, we got good music out of that. We got, we got it was bars versus bars, you know? And I think that's what's kind of sad here is the idea of where, you know, again, Nicki is a master rapper. This is something that we should have had a song. And again, her coming back should not have been a big deal. It should have been solid. She didn't have to come back immediately. And again, like you said, it's, you know, maybe there's some mental health issues happening there. Maybe she's stressed out. Like you said, also, hip-hop is a fucked-up place towards women, so maybe that's manifesting itself. That's the way it is. Yeah. But it's a missed opportunity. And I and I think that, to a certain extent, all I could say is the fact of where Nicky has given us some great work. I'm hoping she's able to kind of like get what she needs and I'm hoping she kind of is able to kind of go back to get like make great music and be like you know at peace with herself. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And then uh, I'll close this out. It's going to be relatively uh, quick. I mean uh, there's, a, there's a there's a young band that came out. Nobody heard of them years ago. You know I was the only one called Radiohead. Very small. Mm. Very small mm. band. The kids don't and know. Then, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Kids don't know. Kids don't know who the Radiohead is. And you know. You know, over the last, you know, like uh, I guess thirty years, maybe pushing, yeah, thirty years plus. You know, yeah, thirty yeah. plus years, can't make no money. They're dirt poor. Never played in the arenas. You know, saying so never won any Grammys. Never dirt poor band. So like, like they just had to rebrand in their fifties. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. So long story short, um, the smile is basically Radiohead plus minus some members um the, the creative chorus there that's tom york that's johnny greenwood um they basically who righted the drummer from king's of sons of kemet Chem- the white one which we discussed before <laughs> and then they're kind of you know doing what they want to do as a band um for the most part i i think they've kind of alluded to the fact of where again i guess i hate this term the idea of branding where radiohead is such a big kind of like 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 godzilla monster in the musical scape it's kind of hard to do things ad hoc Everything's gotta be done by committee. You know, if you're touring, you gotta plan fucking 50 cities. And so this was a pandemic project that's kinda turned into a real band. They dropped their first record, which is really good. I liked it a lot. Um I will say it definitely sounded like a, a more jazzier radiohead, if that makes any word sense. Yeah. Which again, I'm not mad at. You know what I'm saying? They they literally play their jazz fest. It's one of their live albums. Um this one is definitely down back to the radiohead weirdness. It's definitely not a Banger album, but if you're a Radiohead fan, you know that they don't do quote unquote bangers. But um, it's a slow, atmospheric read with a lot of good sound textures happening, and it's just really well made. And you know what's kind of interesting is, you know, generally going back to the idea of with Andre and how he kind of did the whole remix, and he's just like, yo, rappers a you know rappers a young man's game. I'll be doing flute shit from now on. You know, say so I'm on the flute jazz core. It's cool, kind of hearing like OGs and like the indie rock game still like playing really experimental, forward-thinking music. Um, I don't think it's gonna convert anybody. You know, ideally, I don't think it was gonna be like, oh, this is the greatest shit ever. This is better than Radiohead. It's not. But I will say that if you're used to the Radiohead experimentation, if you're used to a lot of the sound textures, like it's there. Like perfect example would be like there's a piece of software, and I think there's some hardware too, where basically it's like it's like my first beat slicer. Where you mm. put in the phrasing into it and it'll chop it up automatically for you, right? Mm. So I've played with it, I put in something, it chops up automatically. These motherfuckers grab that shit and it's just it just continuously like turns and turns and turns and it's like it's just the way they kind of flip it, it's just a beautiful thing and I think what's kind of cool for Radiohead in general and any kind of creative is that over time it's kind of hard to find it's hard to find things that kind of keep you engaged and new tools and yeah. new ways to tr- attack what you're doing and again for a rock band which is like you know v- like capital R rock musicians that have been doing it for like 30 plus years these dudes still seem to like to fucking play rock music and they're doing it at an extremely high level and yeah definitely worth a listen that's all
1: yeah it's really interesting too because you mentioned like you know um, like is Radiohead rebranded as a Smile and, <laughs> but you know, like like if it was a Radiohead album, the anticipation would be so high. Yeah, and you know, I I feel like those are the type of dudes that would probably psych themselves out, and like the album would just like will never come out because they were just like it has yes. to be like perfect. It has to recapture all the things from OK Computer and like you know, as, you know, and, and I think it, a lot of artists just get to a point where it's just like. You know, it's just tons of anxiety, and I think Aunt Andre is like feeling the same thing. Where she's like, an Andre 3000 album, like the, the 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 expectations are just so high that you just psych yourself out." And not saying like you know, like like you know, obviously it's a good thing, it's working out for both of these artists, but it, it is kind of like a crazy thing where like you know they have to rebrand themselves, um, yeah, you know, because as fans, we just place so much expectation on them to do the things that are like you know that they they were doing like 25 30 years ago
0: <laughs> yeah no it's and then to bring to bring it back to the theme of this podcast which is, seems to be Taylor Swift. It's like what happens when you're a Taylor Swift, like to a certain extent, when you hit the kind of height of the cultural zeitgeist, how do you navigate your way out of it? Like, how do you keep it new? How do you keep it interesting? You yeah. Know? This is an album which won an award, but even her fans are saying like, it's pretty good, but not as good as her old stuff. And it's like, you know, what does Taylor look, look like as a mother? What does she look like? Somebody into her forties, fifties, sixties, you know, what does she look like if she's not playing guitar? And I think that it's going to be interesting to see how she navigates that because, Obviously Taylor, the brand, could put out any record, you know, she's she's literally, and rightfully so by the way, re-releasing her new re-recorded records and they're selling like gangbusters. Yeah. So like how if you're a creative where she definitely is, how do you keep that interesting? How do you like not lose that drive, that focus? You know, is she gonna be like, all right, this is it for me after this album and is bounce with you know, with a super bowler and then fucking live happily ever after and like fucking Pasadena? Who knows?
1: Yeah, and it's crazy too, because like you know, I talk to artists all the time who are like not on Taylor Swift level, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe they they dropped like a critically acclaimed, you know, eight point four on Pitchfork, yeah. right? <laughs> and like they are going to do the same thing just on a different level. So, um, yeah, pro pros are people reinventing themselves, um, re, you know, doing different things, calling a different thing, and like you know, maybe your your, your fans. Like your casual fans won't pick up on it, but your core fans will. Um, you know, we we want this in artist, You know, it is a, definitely a capitalist machine, and there's art and commerce. So we want artists to have like this this space to kind of reinvent themselves and try new things. So props to the smile and, and Tom York. Um, definitely check that album out.
0: Yep, and that's it. Um, as usual, you know we love y'all. If we didn't love y'all, so Stone and I have watched the Grammys for three and a half hours. <laughs> Like he gave piece of his life. You know what I'm saying? He could have been out there, you know, hugged up with his boo, watching puppies play, you know what I'm saying, skydiving, but no. Bro. He was also like I, I am <laughs> sacrificing my time for the gang.
1: And, and I had to subscribe to Paramount Plus. You know how, like, how deep down Paramount Plus is. <laughs> 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 I was like, yo, this is another screen streaming service? <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> it's, the all... streaming. <laughs> it's the Kirkland of streaming. It's the Kirkland of streaming.
1: All for you guys. All for y'all. <laughs> I make the sacrifice.
0: <laughs> uh, but, but as usual, we love y'all. You, you know what I'm saying? Stay safe. Stay woke. In Stay the woke. And uh, we'll see y'all, or hear from y'all, hear from us next week. Peace. Peace.